This is the Trip Doctor Podcast. I'm Evan Jordan. We've all seen the signs in hotel bathrooms. If you want to be environmentally friendly, hang up your towels when you're done and the housekeeping staff won't wash them. This is just one program that many hotels utilize to be more green, and it has the additional benefit of saving them money as they have to do less laundry. What about other green activities that hotels are doing? Are there programs we don't know about as consumers? How do they communicate with us about what they're doing? Do travelers even care? My guest today is Rowan Nimri, a PhD student at Griffith University in Australia. Her research focuses on understanding tourist perceptions of the things hotels are doing to be green, and she's made some fascinating discoveries about the effectiveness of hotels' communications about them. The main point is that when they saw the impact of the envir- uh, of the pollution, it made them feel that whatever I do next doesn't make a difference. Hmm. The damage is almost done, even if I will make uh, any changes, it will have a minimum impact. So that's why I'm not really willing to give up on my maybe luxury, pay more to stay in a green hotel, because it wouldn't make a big difference. Whereas the people who saw the positive uh, messages and images, well, they saw that by staying in a green hotel, I can decrease a bit of the water usage, I can do this to the environment, and uh, I can uh, have a strong impact, so why not to do it? Why not to uh, compromise a bit on my uh, comfort standards Mm -hmm. and just do something for the environment? So can you tell me first, um, what is your favorite thing about travel? Well, I just want to say before we start answering that question that I am quite interested in your website and I took the travel personality quiz. Oh, good. Which was quite interesting. And what was your result? I was an explorer, which is totally true. I would give up a bit of my inconvenience in order to take the trip. Going to new places is something that really excites me. And I also love the tips provided on the website as it talked about practical aspects. And I also love the travel guide planning strategy. I never thought about going on a trip in a strategic way. So I would really ask people to go and read these tips. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm glad that you found it useful. It's always nice to when you put something together, you never know if somebody's going to use it. So to have you go and, and check it out and enjoy it, that makes me feel great. Perfect. So can you tell me a little bit about um, your favorite place that you've traveled before and your favorite or your the travel destination that you want to go to next? Like what's the number one place on your list of places to go? Well, my favorite place to travel for is Paris. I've been there more than a couple of times. And I just love the place. What's your favorite thing about it? Uh, The history, the museum, the monuments there. Just walking in the streets and trying a French pastry or drinking some coffee there. I feel it's all surrounded by love there. 
Yeah, it has a different feeling to it, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. This is what I feel. I feel the music playing when you are walking there and just walking by the river. It has a different taste, I would say. And I think it's the combination of all those things you just said. It's yes. the culture, it's the music, it's the food, it's the museums. I do agree with you. And what about some place that you want to go? What's the next place that if you if you had your perfect trip, you could plan it right now and, and money was no object, where would you go? This is a hard one, as I would love to go to many places. But I would like to visit Brazil and specifically the Rio de Janeiro. Well, I saw the stunning Christ, uh, the Redeemer statue in different movies, and I always wanted to visit that place. And it always reminded me of food, drinks, nightlife that never ends, and also lo the lovely beaches. So that would be my dream vacation, really. That's something I've always wanted to go. Have you been to South America? Never. Before? Yeah, neither yeah. have I. And it's definitely on my list of places that I would love to go. So. I, lo I love your your future travel <laughs> destination. Yes. So the last thing I want to ask you about being a traveler yourself is one of my favorite things that I like to do is to ask people to tell me a story about a time where you're traveling and something goes wrong and things end up working out okay and you come back and that's your favorite story from the trip because for me, usually when things go wrong, that's when the fun starts to happen. Uh, so do you have an example of a trip like that? Yes. That's quite an interesting question because recently my husband and I have been uh, tra have traveled to Bali and we chose to go on a trip to hike on a mountain there. It's called Mount Batur, which is uh, which was before a volcano mountain. So the catch in, in this trip is that you have to wake up at one o'clock in the morning and uh, take a trip for two hours and a half. Arrive there at 3.30 in the morning and start hiking for two hours, which was fine. But then we discovered that- So you're, was... hiking, you're hiking in the dark? This is number one. Number two, we had minimum equipment. Number three, we discovered there was no trail. So there were some rocks that we need to go on. And it was really steep. And it was two hours for me of torture. This is what I felt. And when I was going there, it was dark. So there was nothing to enjoy. So I thought in the middle of it, I don't want to continue. I just want to go <laughs> yeah, back. Said, I don't care. I'm done with this. <laughs> yes. But then my husband pushed me and we said, let's continue this. And it turned out to be the most glorious, really, sunrise that I ever saw in my life. And the scenes in the morning and also the whole experience. It was really worth it. So I do agree that some bad, bad experiences can be things that you would remember forever. It's almost like the struggle of climbing through the dark with no equipment, no flashlights, makes that sunrise even better, right? Yes. Because you yes. had to work so, so hard, hard for it. And it's not like there's a hundred people there for it. It's only those people who have put in the dedication and time to... But at the end, we discovered there was more than a hundred people. That, but again, because there was no track, they were di taking different tracks. Really? Yes. So people are climbing up this mountain Until... all over the place. And... Yes. <laughs> wow. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. What a fun experience to have. Yeah. So let's transition a little bit and talk a little bit about research. Now that we know about you as a traveler, you're an explorer. Yes. Uh, you've had some good trips. You have some great places you want to go. Um, tell me about yourself as a researcher. How did you get into tourism research? Where did you start your career? And how did you end up uh, where you are now doing research about green hotels? Yes. Well, 
I started a bit differently uh, from tourism. My background is in marketing. And to be more specific, it was about uh, sustainable consumer behavior. I was always interested to know how uh, we can be more responsible in our actions and protect the environment. Also, how we can promote uh, people's willingness just to buy green products and services. And as a tourist, I always wanted to check how can I enjoy my travel and also be environmentally friendly. One of the triggering, triggering issues for me, and specifically in the hotel sector, is the vast amount of resources used. And just to entertain uh, the listeners and to share with you some interesting, but at, but at the same time, some realistic facts. Well, hotels waste in one year would be, would be enough to fill 37 million suitcases. And the power and the electricity used in hotels again in one year would be enough to power more than 64 million TV sets. If you want to look at the water, it would be enough for me to take a shower for 277 years nonstop. That'd be a heck of a shower. Yes. <laughs> so if you want to be more realistic, it's not only the hotel's fault. Mm-hmm. Me as a consumer share this load. As if we want to look as the, at the numbers, uh, a guest just by staying in a hotel one night would be producing more than 200 kilograms of CO2 emission and also more than one kilogram of waste and also would be using or I would say wasting more than 300 liters of water. Wow. So I feel this is a lot and our behavior even in staying in a hotel affects the environment. So this triggered my passion to start as a tourism researcher as change is needed. This is what I think about it. So I'm a PhD student and I started my research in 2015 at Griffith University. And I decided to take this path, hoping to understand consumers purchase decision about green hotels. And I really hope that I will be able to link the results of my study to the hotels. So as to let them know that not only being green is enough for the consumer. I can go to a hotel and I can read a sign, but if you want me to be engaged and to participate in your programs, I need to understand more. So this is really what made me grow the passion. Now, whenever I go to a hotel, I would just like to gather all the signs they have about their green programs and just compare between them. And this didn't stop with me. Even when my family or my friends go to a hotel, they will all gather it for me. It rubs off on everybody that you know, because they know that you're doing these good things. Yes. That's wonderful. Yeah. So for your... Uh, we're going to talk about your research that is actually the research for to complete your PhD. Yes, today? Yes. So for that research, it sounds like you're talking about all hotels. You're not just talking about hotels in Australia, or did you focus on a certain type of hotel in a certain place? Yes. Well, now, as, as, uh, we, uh, as a part of my PhD, I focused on consumers in Australia. Okay. So this is my main focus, and I'm focusing on the communication messages that hotels use in order to promote their uh, their uh, green practices and also in order to encourage consumers to come and book their accommodations in green hotels. So this is all about the things that hotels are saying that are green. Yes. And how consumers are responding to that or whether they're responding to that? Yes, this is exactly what we what I'm trying to study. I'm trying to see 
what is the impact of different messages sent to consumers? So if you receive a positive message or a negative message about the impacts of hotels on the environment, which one would trigger your behavior? Oh, okay. This is what we uh, what I'm trying to study. And so how did you do your research? Did you uh, do a survey or did you do interviews? And were you talking to the hotels or were you talking to tourists or were you doing all those things? Yes. Now, uh, as I was uh, concentrating on consumers, I conducted two studies with consumers. The first one was three focus groups where I interviewed and uh, made focus groups with 15 uh, active travelers in Australia. And uh, I wanted to uh, really uh, examine and understand their beliefs about green hotels and what would motivate them to stay in these hotels or book a green hotel accommodation. Okay. So this was the per- first part of my study. The second part was uh, an online survey where 771 participants Ooh, that's a lot. answered the survey. Yes, and they were... Um, they had the chance to, to view either positive or negative images about the impact of these hotels on the environment. So the positive images were talking about how less uh, would be the consumption of resources in a green hotel in comparison to an, a non-green hotel. As for the negative impacts, it was talking more about the uh, pollution mm. and uh, it, uh, it's specifically occur- occurring in Australia. And they were asked to fill the surveys. So is that almost like an experiment? Yes, you can say it's an experiment, or we call it in in academia, intervention. Ah, an intervention. So the intervention was the image that they saw, and then you compared... Their their answers. So if you saw a positive image, would you show more willingness or less willingness to stay in a green hotel in comparison of seeing a negative image? So you say the word green hotel. And does that mean a specific type of hotel? Like, is, is a green hotel a specific category of hotel? Or are you talking about hotels that use green practices? Yes, this is one of the major questions that people ask me about. Are you studying green hotels? Does it mean it's an eco hotel? Mm-hmm. No, this is a bit different, different as any hotel that implements any green practice or green program aiming to protect the environment. So... It can be one or two practices that they are doing. This will be classified as a green hotel. So this could be something as simple as, it seems like almost all hotels are doing this now, where they have a sign in the bathroom. They say, if you don't want us to wash your towel, you hang it back up. If you do want us to wash your towel, you put it on the ground. Would that be a green practice? Yes. Well, having mentioned that, this is quite interesting. As as the focus group, uh, the three focus group, participants indicated in their answers that they really don't understand what does it mean and they are really worried about having different certificates or different programs in hotels because again Mm. as you said one hotel might be uh, implementing only one program which is saving the water by uh, asking the guests not to change the towels or the bed sheets whereas another hotel will be implementing the full set going to the operations, going to the kitchen, going to the waste. So this is a bit still blurry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is this would be one of the recommendations for hotels if they want to have the consumers or their guests participate in these programs to have at least a sort of a understanding and shared at least basic 
practices for the consumer to understand what is he participating in or if he wants to go in a green hotel or not. So you, you mentioned, I want to kind of go back to, you talked about in your, your intervention where some tourists saw a positive message and some tourists saw a negative message. Were there differences in their responses and they said, I'd rather stay in a hotel that shows a positive message versus a negative message? Yes. And this was one of the, I would say, surprising findings in, in the study. As I thought, as a person, that people who saw negative images would show more willingness to, to stay in green hotels. But the results were the other way around. Really? Yes. As people who saw the positive images showed much more willingness than the people with the negative images. And as I uh, thought about it and talked more to it uh, with the participants about it, I discovered that the main point is that when they saw the impact of the environment uh, of the pollution, it made them feel that whatever I do next doesn't make a difference. Hmm. The damage is almost done. Even if I will make uh, any changes, it will have a min minimum impact. So that's why I'm not really willing to give up on my maybe luxury, pay more to stay in a green hotel because it wouldn't make a big difference. Whereas the people who saw the positive uh, messages and images, well, they saw that by staying in a green hotel, I can decrease a bit of the water usage. I can do this to the environment and uh, I can uh, have a strong impact. So why not to do it? Why not to uh, compromise a bit on my uh, comfort standards mm -hmm. and just do something for the environment. So it puts it more in a, well, I guess it's a positive light on it rather than a negative light on it. Yes. That's interesting that that affects people's willingness to want to, to do something. Yeah. So you mentioned people being confused about different things that different hotels are doing. Did you do any research surrounding like certifications that hotels have? So in the U.S. we have LEED certification. Is that a global? LEED is a global, but it's related more to the electricity usage. Mm -hmm. There are others. Well, according to what I have read, there is around 200 certifications wow. around the world. So this is a lot. This is number one. I would feel confused even starting, starting to research that. And you're a tourism researcher. Yes, this is number one. The second thing is that some hotels give themselves a certificate. So they say, <laughs> we are green without even linking themselves to any authority or anybody. Interesting. Yeah, so this this really makes the consumer a bit confused and it would definitely definitely have an impact on their behavior. So that's why um, I guess most of uh, the participants indicated that I need to know more what does a green hotel mean and if not, at least the hotel should show me what are the green practices that they are implementing. Mm -hmm. Because most of these practices also happen in the back of the house. So it's not visible for the consumer. Sure. He wouldn't know what's happening. Right. Because if they, you know, you get room service and you have food waste, like what are they going to do with it when they take your room service away? That sort of thing. We just don't know yeah. what's what they're doing behind the curtain. Exactly. So this is the idea. So that's why. Maybe they need to be more visible, give more information. Like I went to the Hilton website and they were quite visible and they said it will go down by 14%, 50% from this and this and this. So it made me feel like more interested 
to know more, read more, and Hilton would be the first hotel maybe to come on my mind, just as an example when I want to book mm-hmm. in my next trip. Yeah. So are there certain organizations that are doing a better job of this than others? Not not even the practices, but communicating the practices. Because I think that it seems like both of them are very important. You need to both do green practices, but also tell people about it. One, I, I, now, now I, want, I know about one uh, organization in Australia, and I did an internship even there. Mm-hmm. It's called EarthCheck, and they are really doing a marvelous job, not only in Australia, but around the world. Again, they are helping the hotels just to start, and they are giving different ranking for hotels. Uh, so to start just by small practices, and then after they finish this uh, phase, they go to the uh, higher phase. And then they also try to help them not only in doing this, but also in promoting their work, mm. which makes a big difference. So this is an outside company that's helping hotels yes. become better at that. Yeah. And it seems like I think the research that I have read has shown that, and correct me if I'm wrong, people are willing to pay more for places that are doing green things. Is that right? Yes. Again, there are some mixed results about that. Some studies say that people are willing to pay more. Some uh, say that they are not willing to pay more. And I, after I met with my participants, most of them said, Sometimes it's a win-win situation for the hotel on my account. And I asked them, how, how does that happen? They said, first of all, the hotel implements these green practices and they save in their water and they save in their energy. Mm-hmm. And so it's cost reduction for them. And at the same time, they make me pay more. <laughs> so it's a win-win situation for them. But again, I checked more and I did more research and I discovered just by implementing the green practices, it's really costly for hotels and maintaining it. Mm. It's again something that they need to consider. And actually now, if you look at the prices that hotels are charging, green hotels are not expensive, like are not, you don't have to pay pay a premium just to stay in a green hotel. Yeah, and and maybe it sounds like it doesn't save them as much money as consumers think it does. Yes. So it seems like there's a lot of miscommunication between the hotels and the tourists. So have you come up with any solutions to this problem? Like, what do we do? Yes. As you mentioned, there is big miscommunication because, again, if a hotel wants their green programs to work well, they need the participant and the the participation and the engagement of the consumer or else it wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. So they need to maybe close the gap. They need to show, the hotels need to show the consumers how they are green, not to promote only that they are green, but how they are green. They need to show how visible is their uh, uh, green practices. And also they need to be more transparent this is number one. And as a consumer, I guess I need to know what's the impact of my behavior. If I didn't change, if I didn't change my uh, towel or my bed sheet, what does it? What impact does yeah, it have? Yeah, what's the incentive? Exactly. Other than to just feel good that I think I yes. did something that was green. Either you give a, an incentive, and a recent study was talking about if a consumer stayed in a hotel for a couple of nights or even more, uh, uh, the hotel, instead of uh, 
if they didn't change their bed sheets and if they participated in the green programs, they will plant a tree for them. Oh. So they were much more uh, willing to. So there's a visible exactly. benefit. Now, if the hotel cannot uh, do that, at least give the consumer or your guest at least an indication, a number of how much it would make a difference. Sure. Yes. So this, in my opinion, would make a big uh, impact and a big difference for the hotels. So those are all great recommendations for the hotels. But let's say I'm a tourist and I'm thinking about staying in a hotel, as many tourists do, although a lot of us are now starting to stay in things like Airbnbs. And I imagine that's a whole different set of impacts. Yes. Um, and I actually have a, a podcast episode about that. Wow. Um, but if I'm a tourist and I'm going to stay in a hotel and I'm interested in, in green practices, what are the things I can do to be more intelligent in that in that area? Well, for me, I believe change is needed. This is the message I try to convey all the time. As a traveler, I'm a consumer and my behavior would impact the, the environment for sure. Now, most travelers would not even consider a green hotel when selecting a place to stay. But if they knew the positive impacts of these hotels on the, on the environment, their actions may just change. Their decisions may just uh, take a different uh, aspect. So before I book an accommodation, why don't I check if the hotel has any green programs? This is number one. And this should be one of the focal points in my accommodation decisions. Also, when I stay in a hotel, why not to engage in some of their green programs that they are implementing, whether in uh, not changing my towels or bed sheets or consuming less water. And as I mentioned in the start today, as per night, a hotel guest would be producing more than 200 kilograms of waste uh, of CO2 and one kilogram of waste and would be also uh, using more than 300 liters of water. And just in USA alone, the average number of hotel guests each night is more than 4.8 million. Wow. So if you can imagine what difference can be made per night if they just reduced their usage. And also, I would think that it shouldn't be only about my staying in a hotel. It should extend to all my travel. Mm -hmm. It should extend to all my trip, actually whether in choosing a, a sustainable transportation method or being uh, green in the, way, in the way I stay and in the place I stay and showing really respect to the environment. This would be my really message as a traveler. And again, I don't want to seem as an environmentalist, uh, environmentalist but uh, there is no plan B. We don't have a planet B. There is no other earth. So we should try our best to protect the earth and its resources. And this is the main message I wish to convey. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you.